Hi, this is Michelle Zirkel, your host for Life Speaks, here on The Air. Color. Color is abundant this time of year. The flowers are in bloom, the sun is shining brightly, and wow, the sky has many beautiful colors. This week's topic of Life Speaks is color. How does it work? You know, it really doesn't exist. What? Yes, <laughs> that's what I said. Color really does not exist. I'll explain in just a moment. First, I would like to add a plug for the salt cave in Columbus, Ohio. It's Ohio's only salt cave, Tranquility Salt Cave, located near the Polaris Mall. It's a really cool, interesting hour, cool by many means. It's cool inside the cave. It's also cool in that you get to relax and meditate and absorb all the ions from the salt that's being sprayed very lightly into the air so that it settles on your skin. It creates peace and tranquility, just like it promises. It is absorbed into the skin and it helps psoriasis. It also is known to help depression and to clear your lungs. It's good all around for your health and for your beauty. So I encourage you to check out the salt cave named Tranquility Salt Cave in Columbus, Ohio, if you're that way. It's only $30 for an entire hour. My eyesight when I was younger was not the best. I could not see the board, but I didn't realize that I couldn't see the board in elementary school. Sometimes we don't realize what we can't see until we see what we know we didn't see before. And then, voila, the world opens up and we realize how blind we were. Shakespeare had it right. Love is blind too. <laughs> but I think perhaps that's another show. In elementary school, I would often ask to sit up front because I could not see the board and I would not be able to see the board even when I was in the front row. Students thought that I just wanted to be teacher's pet. That wasn't the case. Back then, we didn't have smart boards. We didn't all have iPads and computers on our desks as students. My students now, I teach at middle school, and my students now all have an iPad that's been distributed to them by the school district. They are allowed to take them home. They're at their desk. They're at their disposal. Of course, the teachers can request that they not use them for certain, uh, for certain activities, but overall, it's much easier to see your assignments than it was back when I was in school. I was in elementary school in the late 70s. So back then, the boards were green and we had white chalk, sometimes colored chalk, which was even harder to see. Uh, as the years progressed, of course, we got smart boards and white boards. And with technology, the vision issues that a lot of students face wasn't as, as much a problem. But when I was in school, I didn't know that I couldn't really see the board. I just thought everyone could see like I could see, which was, I guess, <laughs> not much. 
I went to the screening that the school provided, and fortunately they caught it and said she needs to have her eyes checked. Sent home a note with my for my parents, and I went to an actual eye doctor for a full exam. He took me out back after my exam and said, I want you to look out there. And there was a there were trees in the backyard of the of his office and I was amazed. It absolutely blew me away that you could see through the leaves on the trees. They did not look like the the trees that I would draw as a child, you know, children always draw a, a stick for the trunk and then this big round almost looks like a cloud. It's just completely round and full as a tree. But that's not what I was seeing. I thought I was looking through a microscope. I thought I was privy to seeing something that no one else got to see unless they looked through a microscope. This, come to find out, was actually what would come to be my glasses, my glass prescription. So I was very surprised when I got my glasses for the first time and I actually got to see that every day. It was almost scary. Um, I've got a girlfriend who has a hearing, hearing disability and she's basically, she's deaf in both ears. Uh, she can hear a little bit out of one and she is very good at reading lips. She recently got a, a hearing aid and she is reporting to me that she has to literally turn it off sometimes because she has gotten used to the silence. She's gotten used to the fact that the world is a little more peaceful sometimes without the traffic, the noise, the blaring radios, the, the many, many sounds that infiltrate our world and often can be annoying, distracting, uh, nerve wracking, whatever you want to call it. But there are also, of course, beautiful sounds. I'm standing outside right now and I'm listening to birds. And I'm listening to the squirrels chatter and scurry about. And it is also a beautiful world. It all depends on your interpretation of it. It depends on your perception. And my perception as a, as a student getting glasses for the first time was just, it blew me away to realize that I literally could see things I couldn't see before. I could see so much further ahead with so much detail. I could read the words on buildings and signs for miles down the highway, and I'd never been able to do that before. And I say miles. Maybe it wasn't miles, but when you're driving down the highway, you know, I I don't know how far ahead a normal uh, sign would be, but I know that I had 20-20 vision with the glasses. And it was, I felt more visible myself because I knew what I was seeing was more visible, was more detailed. That was a good thing for me to, to be able to not have to request to set up front and be accused of being teacher's pet. But more than that, it taught me that I, I, I see things the way that I, only I perceive them. And everyone else is not seeing things the way I am. I learned that way back then in fifth grade. 
This is Michelle Zirkel. We'll be right back and I'll explain to you why color really doesn't exist. Yes, I'm going somewhere with this. The other day at school, a student of mine was talking about how they are colorblind. And I, they were actually being asked by another teacher to choose a color. And he's like, I, I don't know. And they were, the teacher was saying, well, take the blue one, take the blue one. And I've, I don't know that it was blue, but he was, they were asking him to take a certain color. And he said, I don't know which one that is. I'm colorblind. Well, you don't hear that very often, or at least I haven't. So I thought he was kidding at first. And then I realized, no, no, he's very serious. Um, and then one of the teachers said, oh, that's right. I forgot. And that teacher knew someone who also was colorblind. That made me look into that a little bit further because I've heard that color really does not exist, that it's really just a reflection of light. And I delved into that a little further so that my, um, uh, my my brain that's not very scientific usually could at least grasp what does that mean there's no the trees aren't green i mean really the trees aren't really green the flower i'm looking at is not really is not really pink it's this beautiful deep fuchsia pink and you're telling me that that's not real what does that mean well i understand a little bit more now so it means that color is actually a reflection of the light that's hitting a specific object. And our eyes have cones and our eyes have rods. Rods are what are used in the evening when the light is very dim so that we can see. And we do not use our cones at all in the evening time, we cannot see color when it, when it's dark, when it's, when it's completely dark, when it's even twilight, we really can't see color like we can in the day. That's because the rods have kicked in and that has taken over. The cones, however, we have three different cones. We have three different types of cones. One is red. One cone picks up only red. The other cones pick up, and there's not just one of them, there's several, but one type of cone, I should say, picks up red. One type of cone picks up green, and the other kind picks up blue. Those are the three colors that are picked up in the cones of your eyes. You say, well, where does yellow come from then? So when a light wave comes in, bounces off of an object. Say the sun bounces off of a an object that has green and has red in it. In our eyes, the green and the red mix. To, one hits the green cone, one hits the red cone, and our brain interprets that as yellow. That's as scientific as I can get with you because that's, that's the deepest part of it that I understand. But I do know that what science says is that color is a reflection off of an object, regardless of what the object is. Our eyes can only see actually three colors, but when those three colors, either red, green, or blue, hit the eye, those colors are interpreted then by the brain depending on the mix of the color. 
So it's kind of like our brain is like this huge palette of different colors that we can see. That's why one person may say, well, it's green. And another person may say it's brown. I remember a year ago, there was a, there was a very widespread mania of this specific dress that hit the internet. And it was a blue dress. It was blue and silver, or it was tan and gold. And people were just arguing over this. You could have two people in one room and one would say, no, that's blue and and silver. And the other would say, no, it's brown and it's gold. But really both were right because the, what it was, the the dress was the same dress. It, it was like they were both looking at the same tree, for instance, but each person's eyes were picking up more of one of the colors than the other. So say with the blue, they were picking up more of the blue and the, and the, the silver than they were the other color, the other side of the spectrum, which was the, the brown or the tan and the gold. So everyone's eyes were seeing the same object. However, their brains were interpreting that differently because they would pick up more of it than the other. It's kind of like really, you know, you think about going to a restaurant and people will get a new dish and they're, they're eating the new dish and they're like, oh, wow. You know, I know I had, I had something the other day and I, I, it was a phenomenal meal, but we had not ordered it ourselves. Uh, I was at a retreat and the order was placed by the hostess. Um, everyone had the same dish ordered. We were all eating a vegan meal, that meal. And there were these little round red, what looked like dried cranberries on my plate, but they did not taste like cranberries to me. So I knew that they were not cranberries, but I didn't know what they were. And so I was like asking the people around me, what, what do you think? What are these? And the few people that I asked did not know. So it's similar to that when, but someone may know when they're eating a, a new dish, what it is, you know, they taste a little thyme in there, or they taste a little rosemary, or you have a different flavor. You can usually pick that out. It's kind of like going to the orchestra and listening for either the, the bass or you're listening for the harp or why, what is that sound? You know, is it, is it a piano, which is usually easier to pick out, but some of the strings are not quite as easy. You know, a harp uh, is is a pretty distinctive sound as well. But when you put all of the instruments together, trumpets and and trombones and and violins and fiddles, and you put all of them together in an orchestra setting, only the trained ear can decipher which one of those instruments is making which sound because they all come together in a cacophony of just beautiful music. That's similar to what our eyes do, what actually our brain does for us as we look at life, as we look at the colors around us. And the colors are just indicative to me, just a symbol to me of so many things that we see in life. What do we really see? Do we, do we look at our life? Do we look at everything around us and see beauty and goodness and love? Or are we looking at all the negative things? Are we looking at all the problems and all of the past grievances? Are we looking at things that are making us miserable just because 
We can't see the forest for the trees. Are we looking too closely? Maybe we need to step back. Maybe we need to walk to the top of that summit and look at the entire picture of our lives. Realize there's so much more to it than just that one specific tree. But if you stand in front of that one tree in the forest, you'll never see the entire forest. You'll never see maybe the path that you could have taken that was right around the corner because you were too close to the situation. You may never come across your power animal. It just might be that bear lurking that you were afraid of out there in the forest is actually your ally. And he may just be there as your saving grace. He may be there to protect you. But you'll never know if you don't venture out. If you don't step back from that tree that's in front of you. That it may be beautiful in itself. But it also may be preventing you from seeing all the other trees. Step back. Look at your life. Look at the things in your life that you want to make happen, that you would like to see happen at any rate. When you look at the big picture, you might find that there's a waterfall that you could take a hike to. It's a huge hundred foot waterfall and it's splashing down, splashing down on these rocks that you would have never seen this beautiful cave, this wonderful, wonderful waterfall with so many possibilities. You would have never seen the rainbow over the waterfall because you would have been stuck in front of that one same tree. Sometimes that tree is just that one same problem that keeps coming around. That one thing that we just can't seem to shake, whether it's cigarettes, maybe it's staying up too late. Maybe it's like I had a little issue with getting on my computer every night, but I, I have done much better with that. About three months now, I have not taken my computer to work on to bed with me, and I have went to sleep much, much better. Maybe it's something that simple. Maybe it's changing your eating habits. Maybe it's that you want a different job, and you're afraid to step out and look for what you want because maybe you don't have that piece of paper that says you're qualified in that. And granted, some jobs, you do have to have certain qualifications. Nurses, for, for safety reasons and for public health, they have to have a, a, a degree. They have to have certain qualifications and certificates. And there are those jobs, absolutely. And I'm not saying we should disregard those. But I am saying we should also not disregard our own inner knowing that tells us what we are here and called to do. It doesn't matter in that respect what it is that you're called to do. And there's no piece of paper in the world that's going to keep you from it. If you step back from the problem, look at your whole situation, look at your whole forest of possibilities. It's all wide open, wide, wide open. And the colors of your rainbow are way more, way more than the seven basic colors. There, there are infinite possibilities of colors. It all depends on your eyes, your brain, and what you're creating up there. This is Michelle Zorkel. I'll be right back with this version of Life Speaks. Speaking of rainbows, the color of the rainbow corresponds to your chakras. And your chakras are the energy centers in your body. And the seven main ones start with your root, 
They go to your sacral, your solar plexus, your heart, throat, third eye, and your crown. If you're interested in those, you can always look those up, but I've discussed those before on my show. And since we're discussing light and color, color corresponding to the chakras are the same as the colors of the rainbow, starting with red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet. So, and they go ascending from the root to the crown. A lot of people in the energy healing business like to use color as therapy. So it's color therapy, wearing colors that are uh, strengthening for you or calming for you. Colors are known to have an effect on inmates, for instance. Uh, you do not see inside of jails painted red. Uh, that would indicate and, and that could possibly stir up uh, rage, anger. And so that's not a color that gels are painted with. Schools and hospitals inside are usually a light palette of either white or uh, slight light blue that's very calming, light green. Uh, some schools you, you will see because of school colors, you'll see more purple or you will see some red in schools, but you won't typically see large uh, uh, hallways and rooms with those colors. So colors can help us to strengthen what we need to strengthen. Uh, they can help us to feel emotion and I'd suggest trying it out. See if you're called to certain colors to wear. I know some days I get up and I just simply want to wear yellow. I'm just in the mood to wear yellow. And then I tune in and, okay, maybe um, my, my solar plexus, which is my will uh, chakra, needs needs some strengthening. Maybe I need to feel some determination today. And maybe that's why the yellow is something I'm called to wear that day. So you can experiment. Try different colors with your clothes, your furniture, your your walls when you're painting walls a different color and see how it affects you see which colors you're drawn to and also on the converse of that there are also colors that we really don't like and that can mean that we're weak in that area for instance for me i know that orange is it's simply not a color i feel i look very good in and i actually i feel like a pumpkin i feel like a a pumpkin when I'm in an orange, no matter even if it's just a little bit of orange, but I can, I can handle orange in my clothes if it's a print, but as long as it's not a prominent color. But if I have something on this predominantly orange, I just don't like it. And that corresponds to, to my, my sacral chakra, which is creativity. So maybe that needs balance at that time. I'm not saying you can't just just not like a certain color because that's the case too. I, I just really don't care for orange, but there are days that I really, really don't like, don't even want to look at orange at all. So that when you know that there's an aversion that you have to a certain color, that can mean that you actually need that chakra strengthened, the, the chakra that corresponds to that color. I have a column that I write every week for several newspapers throughout the country, and I would like to read to you a very short uh, version of that. It's called Step with Faith, and it has to do with color. I ran with my eyes closed the other day. Yep, just for a few feet, but it seemed like a mile. The parking lot I was jogging through was empty. 
No cars or cats to bump into. I had absolutely no reason to be afraid to close my eyes, for a few strides anyway. Yet, I was terrified. Pounding the pavement, blind, felt as if I could step into an abyss any moment, never to be heard from again. I assured myself that I was safe, that there was no danger in front of me, that I had just peeked and knew that my path was clear. But knowing this failed to translate into confidence in my brain. I still felt like each step was a step closer to injury or even to my demise. Not being able to see what is ahead can paralyze us or propel us toward the direction in which we wish to proceed. When we know what we want, have a vision for our future, but aren't sure how we are going to attain the goal, the belief that we are safe is often not enough. It's insufficient and fails to provide the feeling of security we need to proceed toward our dreams. Conversely, the fear of seeing what we want can be just as debilitating to our personal growth as having no vision at all. Take, for instance, Peter in the Bible who beheld Jesus standing on the water several yards from him. The disciple desired to join Jesus, took several steps with Jesus in clear view. Yet the moment Peter felt insecure and incapable of reaching his goal, he began sinking. His doubt in his ability to do what he was already doing preceded the action and created the failure. Perhaps we could learn from the approach many horse jockeys employ. Race horses are often fitted with blinders to help them focus on the course ahead. Horses have eyes at the sides of their heads, and the limited vision afforded by the blinders encourages them to take chances they wouldn't normally take, to run faster than being able to see the entire scene. The stands full of cheering fans, the pavement passing beneath their hooves, the other horses planking either side. Like these racehorses, we may benefit from seeing less of the distractions around us and feeling more of the innate confidence that we were born to cultivate. Sometimes we need to accept that we don't need to see the big picture. We don't need to see who will cross over the finish line first. We just need to run the race the best we can with heads held high and with hope in our hearts. Sometimes moving forward wearing blinders is the best way to make our way to the light, to the pinnacle of our desire. Blinders limit our view while allowing us to keep our eyes on the prize and most importantly, our faith in ourselves. I can just imagine the stares I get should I jog the boulevard donning blinders on my head, but I can and will apply the principle of focusing softly on what lies before me on my path. I just hope I miss the pigeon poop. That is step with faith. And if you notice earlier in the show, I told you 
to step back from that tree and look at the big picture. And in my column, I wrote that sometimes you don't need to see the big picture. You, you're seeing too much, and you need to just softly look at what's in front of you or even close your eyes. You know what all this is about? You determining what's right for you in any given situation. Sometimes we need to look at the details. Sometimes it's best for us to look at the big picture. Sometimes it's best just to close your eyes and take that leap of faith. But trust yourself, no matter what you decide is best for you, trust yourself that you will make the best decision given any circumstance and go with it. See the color that you want to see. Create it. This is Michelle Zirkel, your host for Life Speaks, encouraging you to listen to your life and to color your life the way you want it colored.